HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at hearstranch.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're telling the stories behind iconic dishes. We learn what it will take to save New York's most famous egg cream, discover the importance of the goat neck in the East Village, and take a trip to India for delicious flatbreads. Our customers who come in to get egg creams and t-shirts, they love to talk about their childhood or their teenage years or their college years. I was living in uh, Nepal in northern India. And out there, there's a real famous dish, a classic dish, I should say, is called paya. Parathe Wali Gali, or as it awkwardly translates in English, the lane of the stuffed flatbread makers, is probably one of the most popular food streets in Old Delhi. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts. Scary, spooky, scary, everything is very scary. Ooh, <laughs> welcome to a haunted episode of your favorite podcast, America's favorite podcast. Uh, what is it called? Life's a Banquet. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm Zara. Who are you? Nicole. Fabulous. I'm, we're both drunk. <laughs> it's 6 p.m. Zara is wasted. I'm shit-faced. I'm, as always, sober <coughs> and ready for the hard-hitting news. <laughs> Coming at you in this six o'clock hour. What's up, yo? What's popping? Um, well, I wanted to do an on-air surprise, <laughs> like wow. you did with the handy sex. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and I actually mentioned this. I'm pretty sure last week is one of my favorite little Debbie like Halloween things. And then I was like, oh, I was trying to like find out more about them. And then I was like, wait, I should just see if you can find them at the grocery store. You can't very easily in New York. I had to go to the big, giant, scary grocery store at my house. Uh, Western Beef? No, I live nowhere near Western Beef. <laughs> <laughs> that is the scariest grocery store in all of New York City. Really? Yeah. Well, they have the cutest logo of all time. It is a sweet little uh, cactus. It's a cactus, it's yeah. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah, I have a friend who has a Western Beef bag, like a tote bag, oh and it's God. like the best bag of all time. I thought you were going to say a tattoo, given that we yeah. live in fucking but. hipster culture. God damn it, everyone. <laughs> so anyway, okay. here are, this is Pumpkin Delight Cookies. <gasps> oh my goodness, Man Alive. Now, by Little Debbie, created by Little Debbie. Um, I just, my memory of this is being a kid, and my grandparents always had Little Debbies in the house always. They usually had zebra cakes. 
my god. Wait, can I have one? Yeah, I brought you some. Toss one over this but way. I'm, I'm telling a story. Okay, Please. I'm sorry. Please calm down. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they would always have little Debbies in the house, and then when Halloween came around, I'm assuming they would just buy these because they're like on trend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like obsessed with them as a kid, and I haven't had one in like a thousand years. So hopefully they're not, they're not disgusting. But they're pumpkin. Look at them. They're jack o' lanterns filled oh my. with pumpkin oh, spice thank you. puree. Thank you very much. Wait, do you want to share this one? No, I'm gonna have my own. Oh my gosh, it has a spooky face in it. So, is this a pumpkin jam? I don't know. Mmm, <laughs> what the hell? I'm gonna go for the eye. Yeah, no, it's good, I think. Well, I was really into them when I was a child. Mmm, soft, mm-hmm. soft baked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Soft baked with kind of. It's kind of like an oatmeal cream pie with pumpkin, right. maybe. The jam, is, the eyeballs and mouth are made of somewhat of like a caramelly pumpkin jam. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Soft, salty, yeah, and sweet. They're really good. How satisfying. Okay, good. I'm glad I wasn't... No, no. Those are very good. I'm trying to think of what... You know what? It almost has the texture. It's very similar to me to a Fig Newton. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like a large Fig Newton. Yeah, like we don't know why it's so soft, even though it's been in package for like 25 years. (laughs) It's very, very soft. I like it. I like it too. Thank you. That's an amazing treat. And you also just bought some whipped feta from your new favorite all-day cafe. Yeah, I went to Apollonia. This is a great journey, a fall journey. Um, I've been living in my apartment for about a year, and I'm constantly complaining about how there's nothing near my apartment that's good. And um, I wandered around to East Williamsburg often, but I kind of just stay on the same streets. And I realized recently that I spent a weekend kind of walking and trying to find something and I was just like one block away from Apollonia having no idea that it was there and I found out where it was and I'm like what the hell so then I went there today and it's an all-day cafe which is great for me because I have weekdays off yeah and it was just like the space was really pretty there was no one in there I mean I went there around 2 30 so it's like a weird time of day on yeah. a Wednesday um but they open at nine. They have pastries during the day. They have dinner at night. It's just like a revelation of joy for <laughs> That's me. That's amazing. Because I just want a place to go where I'm like, I can get coffee that doesn't suck. Of and course. like, I can sit there for a while and work and like, just like have a place that's not like the other places by my house, which are just inadequate in several ways. Totally. Um, shout out to Jordan, who's the chef there, who we love. Uh, that's awesome. And you brought some delicious whipped feta. Mm-hmm. That we've been nibbling on. We both decided eating with feta on air is a little too mucusy. For yeah, it would be like very. I mean, I don't know. It's probably mucusy to eat this on air too, but yeah, everything causes mucus for me. I also had the delight of like walking here from there. So I had walked away that I had never come before, and I walked past. It was all like very fall. Wow. And I walked past like the Brooklyn equivalent of a running stream, which was like <laughs> a construction site with like pipes sticking out that had like this like cute little like water like going all the way down the street and like there were all these like orange leaves like floating in it and I kind of had to like step around it to get my shoes not wet and I was like this is cute that's very cute and then from out of nowhere it the clown comes and grabs you at the ankles and bites you and then realizes you're not a child and Mm -hmm. lets you go yeah but I do look youthful (laughs) you do your skin is amazing (laughs) um Nicole happy Halloween thank you uh, I can't see you. I'm looking directly through my mic. I need to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this position. is your idea that we sit hundreds of miles away from it's each other. It's like the table at Batman. We you could know? be holding hands the entire episode if you wouldn't make me sit <laughs> That's all the way true. Over here. <laughs> that is true. We could be in a fisting pyramid. Um, no, that's not what I meant. And that's for a different episode. Don't steal my thunder by taking all my jokes. <laughs> that's true. That isn't a cold joke. Um, anyway, so 
What was I going to say? Uh, fall, it's great out, we're having a fun time. Oh, we went away this weekend. We went on a romantic getaway yeah. where you kept reminding everyone that we were straight. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not that I would care if anyone was thinking thinks that we're gay. But I think you do a little bit. Well, listen, I really am just looking for a husband. <laughs> With so, the married weed dispensary guy? Exactly, yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for a husband. Listen, he was married, but somebody else that was nearby, an onlooker, a, a peeping Thomas, if you will, could have, a nosy Nelly. Zara's like, he's like, what are you up to? And she's like, we're away for the weekend. Whereas we both have boyfriends and we're straight and we've always been straight. And for the record, even though it seems very romantic that we would be here together at the weed dispensary, um, just two ladies alone without children or husbands, we are straight. I almost like straight up like took someone home like against their will at Little Debs. I was just (laughs) totally perving on him. We went to Little Debs in Hudson and I was like, Oh my God! This is the most handsome man ever to like live. I need to make sure he knows that we're not fucking each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, aside from that, we had a lot of <laughs> Halloween delights. We went to a haunted, a haunted hayride and haunted houses. Yeah, that was amazing I mean, and worth every penny. Well, maybe not worth every penny, but most of the pennies. When you see how much work goes into it, you can't really say that you don't want to pay the fee. But when you're paying the fee, you're like, how could it possibly be this much? money for zero alcohol and like none of the normal entertainments I'm used to as an adult. It's like the most good clean fun I've had in years. I know. I feel exactly the same way. (laughs) And we were talking, I forgot done. And one of the things that my big takeaway from it was like, you know, we spend a lot of time around like like like-minded people kind of throwing shade at like other folks of particularly in this day and age of like uh, political opposite opposition. And think like, oh, Trump people, blah, blah, blah. And it was really nice, I said this to you when we were leaving, to just be around people and not think about that. Everyone was just scared in the haunted house (laughs) and, like, grabbing each other for, like, safety and having fun. And, like, it's kind of rare these days to just immerse yourself in that situation where that's all that matters is, like, just the fun you're having. You can find that at a ball game usually, I guess, unless it's the World Series. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's booing. You know what I mean? Let's get into our topic. Wait, I just want to say Go haunted ahead. houses are the great unifier. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that is why I'm endorsing haunted houses for president 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I will vote for them. Okay. Good. Go ahead. Have you some hard-hitting Halloween facts? Okay. So, <laughs> I did a lot of hard-hitting journalism mm-hmm. to bring to you guys. I have a t- We were supposed to do a back and forth, and then I sort of just, like, decided that that wasn't going to work for me without telling Zara, so it's going to be a great episode. Okay, um, great. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah, why don't you take a nap? Um, I have a, two, a, do, a two-parter for me, which is I want to talk about branded Halloween foods. Okay. And then also Martha Stewart's Halloween, basically Martha Stewart's website with Halloween. It's hilarious to okay. me. It's, um, I can't fucking wait. I love Martha Stewart. And Halloween. Um, but maybe you should go first, actually. Okay, great. I think that's let's a good idea. Let's switch this up. Yeah, let's, let's get Halloween. weird here. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's spooky. It's spooky Halloween. So I just have a bunch of random facts today about Halloween food. First, I want to start with something that um, I find to be very strange and uh, unsanitary. Apple <laughs> Bobbing for apples. <laughs> oh, unsanitary, right. That's a bunch of people drooling in the same body of water. 
Actually, my, let's do, I honestly am like, okay, so what happens? You have your hands behind your back. Yeah. You shove your face into, you, into a bucket. A bucket of water and you try to grab apples with your teeth. Correct. Which is, I was never able to do. Why would you? Whose teeth are sharp enough for this kind a of horse. event? A horse. Only a horse. <laughs> I think you said a horse. A horse teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! No. All right. So immediately when I woke up yesterday and started panicking <laughs> that I hadn't researched for the show, I thought bobbing for apples. Perfect. I love that your dedication from? to <laughs> this you. podcast. It's deeply Thank moving. You. I was in bed. Um, so I got this from Vice Munchies. Apple bobbing is widely considered to be a fusion of Roman and Celtic pagan traditions. Oh, sick! Right. So there's evidence that. The custom goes back way further, and some believe that it was part of an elaborate human sacrifice ritual. They always think that it's human sacrifice. I mean... But wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> they say this because uh, of the holiday Samen. Do you know it? Familiar? Saruman? Saruman. No, Sa- no, no Saruman no. is from Lord of the Rings. Sam- <laughs> I was just making a Sam- joke. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Salmon. Oh, Sam Hine. Sam Hine. Oh, okay. Sam Hine cool. might be a metal band. Uh, I'm going to say suck. Salmon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's spell it like it say it like it's not spelled um okay so it's also on october 31st and it's basically a pagan kind of witchy holiday sure um and prime offerings of humans were given to the gods um halloween is thought to be derived from the festival known as salmon uh celebrating celebrated among the celtic peoples so Traditionally, bonfires were lit as part of the celebration. It was believed that spirits of those who had died during the previous 12 months were granted access to the other world during Samhain. Supposedly, <laughs> the druids of the British Isles would force villagers to bob for apples from huge cauldrons of scalding hot liquid. Uh-oh. Get their faces totally mangled and scalded, uh, or be decapitated and thrown into burning a burning wicker man. Which is worse. Was Wicker Man a movie starring Nicolas Cage? Well, Nicolas Cage, yes. He Re- is the Wicker Man. Well, no, he remade the 1960s, 70s original. Okay. Um, to hilarious effect. Sidebar, Nicolas Cage is my favorite actor of all time, and I'm not saying that ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> or to be decapitated and thrown into a Wicker Man if they refused. An offer that sounds Wait, this is a quote from Vice. An offer that sounds way more hardcore than trick or treating. <laughs> so that's the history of bobbing for apples. I, I like that you kept that quote. <laughs> yeah, I quoted a lot of things in this because <laughs> some of the things I read were so silly. Um, Don't uh, worry, I'm going to read to you verbatim from Martha Stewart later, so it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Actually, she's here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say, that's a don't. Remember wait. Vice's do's or don'ts? Oh, no. Yeah, from, <laughs> wow. Okay. It's like, don't wear flared jeans. Sure. Oh, my God. Speaking of sort of vice and totally unrelated to Halloween, uh-huh. but important information for me, which maybe you already knew. Please. Uh, you know Miss Shapes, right? Yeah, of course. The party. The mm-hmm. famous party from I mean, the early aughts. That yeah, I, you're a little younger, but. Um, how uh, dare you? <laughs> I am younger, but. I'm just saying, like, four years younger than me when I was, like, 22 seems like yeah. you weren't legally able to get into the bars that That's I was going true. to. That's true. Um, I was at the Miss Shapes party in my 20s, though. But, um... Parties. So, anyway, Lele's Ark, I just found out, there's, like, a, somebody sent me a Twitter post where a person was like, I woke up in a cold sweat today and I realized that Lele's Ark is um, Upper East Side mom married to a doctor, and I was just, like, dying laughing. <laughs> I'm like, of course that's her life trajectory. Like... Coolest, really funny. hippest person, mm-hmm. like, fuck the man, we're cool in New York, and now she's, like, Upper East Side, married yeah. to a surgeon, a neurosurgeon, by the way, who has, like, the most hipstery neurosurgeon Instagram I've ever seen. Really? 
I mean, I haven't seen a lot of surgeons' Instagrams, to be fair. <laughs> but <laughs> I was just like, I don't want this guy to operate on me. First of all, he looks like he's my age, which is totally old enough to be a doctor. But for some reason, I don't acknowledge that because Absolutely. I don't understand. Um, and... He's all like, look how hip and cool I am, but also I'm a neurosurgeon. And I'm like, according to Grey's Anatomy, if you're a neurosurgeon, your whole life is neurosurgery. Like, you don't have time to leave the hospital ever. Oh, no, absolutely. I don't think that this is right. But it's just really interesting that the turn that her life has taken. Twists and turns. She was just kind of setting herself up to wait until capitalism was, like, totally fine and cool again. And, like, just enter herself into that part of the world. She She came to a fork in the road and she went straight. She sure did. If you're a neurosurgeon out there, please call us. Um, okay, I'm going to interject now with please. mine own list. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm just going to do a couple. I think I'll do a couple of food things, and then you'll come in with your story. And yeah, then... let's do it. Okay, so no let's, tip for tat. let's start off with Dance. something that I was like, okay, I didn't know this existed. I mean, a lot of these I didn't know they existed, but um, Halloween Oreos, the regular ones, where mm-hmm. they just have orange cream. Yeah. Apparently have like a cult following. <laughs> yeah, people like orange cream. So they can't. If they come out, like, people, like, they don't always come out in every store. So people, like, who have cars, like, find out where they are and, like, go to the grocery store that has the Halloween Oreo, even though they taste exactly the same. And hoard them? I don't know. It was, like... And resell them? Like, Dwight Fruit? Yeah, it was, like, just, like, a weird sidebar. They were just, like, by the way, people are obsessed with these. And I'm, like, but why? What's the fucking deal? I'm more obsessed with this thing called the candy corn Oreo, which I have (laughs) seen before, but I didn't really think about. But it's yellow and orange cream with the vanilla cookie. And I'm a huge fan of the vanilla Oreos. Samesies. I like a vanilla sandwich cookie always. Me too. Um, But they were, like, yeah, it's yellow and orange cream with vanilla cookie, and it doesn't taste like candy corn. They didn't, like, make it taste like candy corn. It's just, Thank like, God. the colors of candy corn inspired this Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> candy corn inspired. Um, the so, essence of candy corn. Yeah. And then I also found out about something called Cheetos bag o bones <laughs> 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 So, it's literally Cheetos, but in the shape of bones, <laughs> shockingly. What kind of bones? Do they have a pelvic bone? They have like a whole skeleton in there, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yes, I guess. Connected? No. Okay. No, that would be bizarre. <laughs> um, very <laughs> difficult to manufacture. So, originally they were white cheddar, obviously, but this year, or in recent years, they changed it to <gasps> flaming hot, which of course I'm like, yeah, yum, I would totally eat that. But, sure. like, in what world are like bones hot. orange? Yeah, know? or spicy. <laughs> like, they were going. Really hardcore realistic with the white cheddar because yeah. that's the color of bones. <laughs> um, and then uh, I have one other disturbing Halloween snack. Oh, God. That is Utz individual pretzels with Halloween shapes. So it's like the healthy alternative. So it comes in a yeah. huge tub, and then you give out little individual packets of Halloween-shaped pretzels to kids who but- will then presumably burn your house to the ground <laughs> because that's fucked up. Yeah, who wants to get a goddamn tiny bag of pretzels? When you're like eight? <clears throat> That's bullshit. Fuck even, you, Uts. I mean, even now, I'm like begrudgingly, I'm like, sure, pretzel, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know people like, the types of people that are like, let's go on a long road trip and I will get as my personal snack a bag of pretzels with no dipping yeah. item? Those people are crazy. So, sociopaths. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was disturbing to me. Also, those kids are going to revolt. Of course. That's terrible. Look out, toilet paper and eggs, giving mm-hmm. out pretzels. Might yeah. as well just give out, like, pencils. 
I mean, I think I have gotten a pencil before. Yeah, that's that is the problematic house where you know something's going on like really deeply wrong there. <laughs> There's abuse. <laughs> There's Whoa. a lack of love. I don't think no. Yeah. I think call the police. <laughs> I would call them health conscious to the point of no humor allowed. Like they're just like they're so health conscious. They have no sense of humor about it. That's amazing. Um, should we take a break and uh, get a little word from our sponsor, Rooney's? Yeah. Okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. Join Heritage Radio Network on Monday, November 11th for a raucous feast to toast a decade of food radio. Our 10th anniversary Bacchanal is a rare gathering of your favorite chefs, mixologists, storytellers, thought leaders, and culinary masterminds. We'll salute the inductees of the newly minted HRN Hall of Fame, who embody our mission to further equity, sustainability, and deliciousness. Join us to explore the beautiful Palm House and Yellow Magnolia Cafe at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, where you'll taste and imbibe to your heart's content, and bid on once-in-a-lifetime experiences and tasty gifts for any budget at our silent auction. Join the party. Tickets are available now at heritageradionetwork.org slash gala. We're back. Nicole, do you want to finish talking about some Halloween branded foods? <laughs> I do. Please. Sorry, I'm eating. That's okay. Okay. I don't want to be like one of those people that only talks about foods that I like, so I brought up Trader Joe's candy corn popcorn, which also apparently has some sort of crazed cult following. Oh. Um, like so many random Trader Joe's items. Um, People love TJ's. My personal TJ's item of like obsession for a period of time was the like the curried cashews. Have you ever had those? Yes, those it's are very so good. good. They're very good. I like their yuzu hot sauce. I've never had that. Call me. It's very good. I haven't been to Trader Joe's in a long time. I feel like it's a past part of my life because it's nowhere near anywhere that I work or live. I'll go for you and bring it to your house. Great. Um, so this is, yeah, Trader Joe's candy corn popcorn. So they basically take pop innocent popcorn and enrobe <laughs> it in candy corn. <laughs> innocent popcorn. And then people are like, oh, my God, thank God. And I say to this, I wrote, yuck, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, if this is to be believed, I was suspicious of this, but had no time to research it. Um, apparently, you know, they have the monster cereals, like the Booberry and whatever. Oh, yeah, apparently, very scary. Apparently, they're not available year-round <clears throat> anymore, um, so they only release them around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Also, these cereals were invented in 1971. Whoa, ahead of the curve. 
So I there's blueberry, couch chocula, and frankenberry. Frankenberry was my favorite. Oh, interesting. I don't like berry cereals. Oh, I love berry cereals. Like you crunch do. berries. Huh. Oh, I knew there was something I didn't like about you from the start. Sure. <laughs> um, so apparently they re-released around the holidays and still have all three flavors available. I also am just like, this is really interesting because at a lot of grocery stores, you can just release those cereals and they don't expire for like a whole year. Oh, so like yeah. they'll just be on the shelves year round, but they're only, yeah, <laughs> they only put them out during Halloween and they just stay there all year round. Yeah. Oh yeah. They stay in back stock. Yeah. Um, there's also charmingly, I'm a big fan of Welch's fruit snacks. They have fruit snack bats and ghosts that they oh. make, which I think is adorable. Um, Peeps Marshmallows makes monsters? Get out of here. The one that I saw was a Frankenstein, like a bright green Frankenstein marshmallow face. Really? Yeah, I hate Peeps, so I don't care about this, but... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Peeps. <laughs> we'll still take your money. Sorry, our sponsor, Peeps. <laughs> We're sponsored today by Peeps and Frankenstein. candy corn. <laughs> and berry-flavored cereal. <laughs> um, okay, so this is another... <clears throat> Abomination slash maybe it's good. Sour Patch Candy Corn. So it has the <gasps> texture of candy corn. No. But it's grape and orange flavored and it's covered in patented Sour Patch dust. Get out of hell. I mean, like, well, I've also <laughs> never seen this before. Get out of hell is what I just said. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, I thought you said bat out of hell. No, our was, favorite album. It was a mixture of like, go to hell and <laughs> get out of here. Yes, it is our favorite album. <laughs> <laughs> the new that hell. Um, okay, one more. Um, it is Captain Crunch cereal, uh-huh. and on on the cereal box, it's like haunted cereal. It's like ghosts turn the milk green. Ew! It's so it's just really <laughs> funny to think about someone like, in the marketing department being like, "What do we say for this like haunted cereal?" And they're like, "Ghosts are what turn the milk green." Like, that is what it is. Ghosts give you pancreatic cancer from the green milk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all so spooky. Um, those are amazing. I'm trying to think if there's any like special Halloween things that I really loved. I don't know. I mean, well, I'll tell you a little bit about a couple of Halloween candies, if mm. I may. May I have your attention, please? Sure. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to read this book, but it's fine. <laughs> if you have to tell me all right. So, I, a little bit about M&M's. The two M's in M&M's stand for Mars and Murray. Uh... They are the surnames of the two businessmen, Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray, who developed and financed the candy-coated chocolates. The iconic scene in E.T., the extraterrestrial, ever heard of him? Small, brown, wrinkly, mm-hmm. long fingers. I used to have an E.T. doll when I was a kid. How terrifying. Like a weird leather-covered doll. Yuck, a leather doll? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> leather doll should not be. Yeah, <clears throat> when our basement flooded, he was one of the only survivors. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, that's so funny. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's uh, first two choices for the candy instead of Reese's Pieces were M&M's and Hershey's Kisses, but Hershey offered one million American dollars to showcase uh, Reese's Pieces. One million dollars? One million dollars. In the year 1980? That, exactly, and that's why I was... Why was whatever Reese's year Pieces. that was. It's like 82 It was 1925. That's insane. I know. I mean, but now my brain, like when you were saying that, I'm like, there's absolutely no way that it could ever have been anything but Reese's Pieces. Of course. It's like imprinted Hershey's on Hershey's Kisses? My brain. What is he going to peel a, away a no. little bit of aluminum foil? Like, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. How do I open this? Elliot, open this. <laughs> I don't know. He like, eats it. It gets like crinkled in his teeth <laughs> and his ears start ringing. He has to go back to space. 
<laughs> That's funny. Ah, okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, Pez. Well, first of all, I, I got this from a Halloween candy thing. Who gives out Pez for Halloween? I think this is bullshit, but the story is kind of funny. Well, I think there was a time, because you're just too young. <laughs> That's right. I definitely, Pez was an important part of my childhood, and it's one of those things where like, the candy does not taste good, and I know that even now, but it was just like sweet, sugary candy in a fun dispenser. So. I love Pez. I never got it for Halloween. I got it for Christmas. Hey! Relax out there. Just went knocking into the studio. You always... Wonder attack. Stop talking to the outside. Let's pretend like we're in a bubble. Oh, the fourth wall? Yeah. Should not be broken. Okay, so uh, Pez was invented by anti-smoking advocate Edward Haas III. No. Pez were originally marketed as mints to help smokers kick the habit. The candy slogan in the 1920s was, smoking prohibited, pezzing allowed. Pezzing allowed. <laughs> and Pez comes from the German word for peppermint. That's really relevant right now in these jewel-terrified times. Pevsermint. Wow. I'm blown away, honestly. I know, right? Okay. According to the American Chemical Society, eating 262 fun-sized Halloween candy bars <laughs> would poison a 180-pound person. Wait, hold on. I need stop. Start over. According to the American Chemical Society, of which I am a board member, no, eating not. 262 fun-sized uh, Halloween candy bars would poison a 180-pound person. So a man. Right. If one man... Or woman who's 180 pounds. Were to no eat- woman is ever weighed 180 pounds. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> were to eat 262 fun-sized Halloween candies, they would die. They would die? Yes, you'd be poisoned 262. And you'd meet a grim death. I feel like when we were away, you asked me, like, how... You were like, if someone was going to kill me... Oh, I did ask you What that. was your question? I did ask you that. I said, if someone was to kill me, Nicole... Oh, I had to choose what if, candy I would eat the I, most of. No, no, oh, I no. said, if someone would... <laughs> you came out of this vintage store, ran and you handed me a oh. cute little Reese's Mini. Right. And I said, thank you so much. Uh, while we're on the topic, let me ask you. If we were both to be kidnapped right now, <laughs> and someone forced you to eat... As many Reese's, little Reese's peanut butter cups oh, you as like, you could, how, how many, many could you eat before you would, like, f- to save my life, essentially? And you right. said maybe, like, what did you say, one bag, which is, like, 25? No. Oh. I said I would eat, like, three bags. Oh, that's nice. But I would throw up. Also, this is what I'd like to hang out with Zara, guys. <laughs> she will... It's true. Because genuinely just pause it. She'll be like, okay, so we're just, like, walking down the street. It's like, okay, look, there's a river down there. If... I were drowning and you had to eat a hundred bags of Reese's Pieces, would you be able to eat it before I died? I have a fascination with death, but don't let that stop you from telling us about Martha Stewart, please. Because I cannot wait for this. So Martha Stewart and her website have been long been a source of like joy, comfort, fascination, joy. I don't know. I just, um, it came from years ago when I first started working in like the real world. Um, as like a temp, right? Basically, when you're a temp, I feel like in my experience, at least, maybe things have changed in the year 2019. Um, but a lot of times, you're kind of you're filling in for someone who isn't there. So, you, but you can't fulfill all of their responsibilities. So you're kind of just like dicking around a lot. Sure. Um, and so, because I was dicking around a lot, I was obsessed with like every internet, everything. Like I read really, got really involved in like these Seattle like live journal like po- I don't know I don't even I just like really got into the internet sure um, and it's at, trending at some point I got 
myself into Martha Stewart's website. And it initially, it's just like the most comforting. It's very much changed now. It's very much like ad driven and like right. it's organized differently. And, you know, as an old person, I'm like, I miss the way that it was. But um, who knows? It's probably very difficult to navigate back then. But um, basically, you go to the website and there's just like this aspirational, like beautiful house. And Martha's telling you how to decorate it. She's telling you how to cook. She's telling you how to like, put all these random things around the house. And it's yeah. just like, it's like this most like comforting aspirational thing. And then I found out that her Halloween thing is like, to me, it's still one of the most hilarious, but also like charming things on the planet, which is like, she goes and makes these elaborate, elaborate Halloween costumes, has them professionally photographed and then puts them on her website. And it's just like insane. I showed Zara some pictures of them last time I heard. They you, were very sweet. You have to go visit the website yourself. Unfortunately, it's a podcast, not a TV show. What do you um, think she did when she was in jail? Just like toilet paper mummy? I think that probably, no, that was not allowed because of suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe she was like, I'll set this one out. Also, maybe she wasn't even in jail during Halloween. Was truth. she there for a whole year? Truth, truth. No clue. We don't know. I'm speculating. It's impossible to find out how long she was in jail. Um, so, but I also want to, you know, tongue in cheek mention that she, the, the crafts on the Martha Stewart website are insanely elaborate. Yeah. No person who isn't Martha Stewart or a prop stylist would ever do this shit. And so that's why I think it's so funny. So I grabbed some of the most recent Halloween, like decorating ideas and I'm going to read them to you because they're so so insane. Cause you're like, I can't wait. You see this beautiful photograph and you're like. Okay, this is not, this is like beyond even like someone who is like, um, if Martha's mind, like a stay at home mom, it was a ton sure. of time. It's like, makes no sense. Okay. But also, I have no doubt that Martha Stewart would just like bang this out with her drill and her epoxy in like two seconds. Oh, yeah. She can do anything. So, the first step on this Halloween tip guide is just your guide to finding vintage Halloween decorations. Because oh. you should just like spend a lot of time. On the internet, finding vintage paper Halloween decorations, which I just think is something that has never occurred to me. Never, ever. And I, it's, you know, I also have to prefer this with like, I'm not handy. I don't decorate ever. So like, you know, take that with what you will. Um, There's also, the first one is an entryway table. It's just like, they're like, you know what? If you don't have time to decorate your whole house, just decorate your entryway table. Oh, right. The entryway table is... Um, three stacked tiny painted gourds with a glass like bell jar over the top of them. Um, and then vintage books artfully arranged and then another little painted gourd and then like fake butterflies that look very real, like glued to little corners of this thing. And I'm just like, also if you came to someone's house and that was what their entryway looked like, you would be like, what the fuck? Horrifying. Who's like, uh, also butterflies, the Halloween mascot that we all know and yeah, love? Yeah, it's more just like spooky. Spooky, a butterfly nature, is not moving. Wiccan. Yeah. Um, the other one is the haunted mirror. This to me <laughs> is amazing. Um, the picture that they show is like an actual mirror in your home. And what it looks like is it's like, like ghostly greened out and there's two hands ah! pressing against it. And this is how Martha says you should recreate that. Step one. There's also two wall sconces on either side of the mirror, as everyone has. Mm. Um, entwine a set of wall sconces with rubber snakes. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> Arrange black cow lilies in a vessel as dark as a tombstone. 
head to your local copy shop and tell them that you need the image for the file. So they're basically like, measure the image of your, measure the size of your mirror. Go to the copy shop. Have them print that on clear, removable vinyl adhesive. Jesus Christ! Which is $78 a square foot. Are you serious? Yes, I am so Martha. serious. Martha! Martha is serious. How dare you? Um, the other, there's a crate, there's two more. There's one that's like a giant plaster bone. So the picture is a huge, like, dinosaur femur made out of plaster just in front of this ginormous, beautiful fireplace. And in the fireplace, instead of logs, are plaster bones. <laughs> That you uh, presumably will just whip up before yeah. your guests come over, or can you, you burn them? Are they real? Di- no. The caveat is they have to be real dinosaur bones that you, you get on loan from the Museum of Natural History. I think that would be very toxic. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> then there's also there's another one that's like, sorry, I have one more extra Please. one. Please, she's like, she has these candles. Mm. This one looks simple because it's just like normal like pillar candles, but with blood dripped around them. Um, It's also really funny because in the description they're like, blood, but it's actually candle wax. Like if anyone was like, Right, of course. Oh, no. But they're like, the first instruction is get a pail and fill it with sand. And I'm like, What? Martha, I live in Brooklyn. Where the hell am I going to get a pail full of sand? Like I don't have like a woodshed out back and I don't have a handyman. I also have like buckets of sand. I can't even repot my plants because I don't want to buy the earth. Of that course. You need because I don't want to have a bunch of bags of, of dirt earth. in my house. Yeah, earth having earth in your house is terrible. Martha doesn't understand me. She doesn't understand. She can have she gets sand, she snaps her fingers, sand appears. Alright, one more. This one is the most insane. And I love it so much. So <laughs> she says that you should buy store bought skeleton legs and make them into table legs. No! Yes. So Take the old legs off your table? Pa- so either you have to have a tabletop just waiting, which of course Martha Stewart probably does have like a whole shed in the this back. Bitch. Full of like marble tabletops. And she's like, one day we'll do something with these. So you have to buy store-bought bones. They also like, they just casually say like you can buy them anywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> you then, these are the instructions. Trim the thigh bones with a saw. <laughs> Then you have to stabilize the knees, which means taking each leg apart at the kneecap, unscrew the hardware, and remove the knee joint. Then you connect the thigh and the shin bones back together with a double-threaded screw. Then to position the feet, because there's feet on the bottom of these fucking legs, you have to epoxy the joint so they don't move around. What the hell? And then, then you attach them to this fucking marble top table. <laughs> no, that's easy. That sounds simple. We could do that. Let's do it right now. Oh my god, I was just la- I was laughing so much. We should in... replace the table right here that we have in the Heritage Radio Studios with our own, our own leg. bones, or their own legs and bones. How yeah. much do we love this radio station? A lot. <laughs> A lot. This much. This much, Martha. I also sorry. I have one more. I forgot. Please. They have. The final one that I wrote down is plaster hand candle holders, where you take actual plaster casts of your own hands and t- form them into fists and then put candle holders inside <laughs> of them. It's insane. Who has this kind of time? I don't. Literally no one. God damn Prop it. stylist and Martha and Stewart. And Martha Stewart, who's also, like, very busy. That's amazing. I know. That's really amazing. I mean, God, I mean, also, everyone, just go to the website. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, and you can check out all our hot, sexy costumes. She's, like, over 300 years old. She is, like, the original vampire. Yeah, she's amazing. From a housewife to vampire is her... <laughs> the TV movie based on that. <laughs> um, okay. I have one last thing before we go. So I want to talk a little bit about food in scary movies. 
So a scary movie that you and I recently cuddle up to and watch is <laughs> As straight women. As, uh, we're straight. There's no scissoring going on here. Not there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I think I feel like we should just like cross the barrier. We both we both need it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Cool. <laughs> um, this is how you do it. Do yeah. On air. Um, okay. Popcorn and scream. Oh right. Popcorn the and the original scream. Yeah. Yeah. It which burns. they then which they then reference in every other scream movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's like. You're about to be killed. There's someone in your house. Turn the turn the stove off. It's fine. No, but you don't know because there's... First of all, it's a teenage person. They're That's very flighty. True. She's very... She doesn't know how to cook. It's true, Barrymore. She does not know how to cook. Um, the Fruit Loops and Get Out. At the what? end, when um, Allison Williams' character is eating one Fruit Loop at a time. Oh, out of a bowl. And she's, like, drinking a sip of milk. Yeah, I sort of like white and cheesy she is. I know that was a moment where I was like, I sort of identify with this a little bit, which is <laughs> which is fine because yeah. I'm white and cheesy. Sure, um, you're white and nerdy, like Weird Al said. Yes, just calling it back to last week's episode. Um, the Lost Boys. Do you ever see that movie? Of course. And Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland is like feeding whatever that dude is, no name actor who never really did any much else. They're getting Chinese food, and he's like. Why don't you have some rice? Oh, and then it's plain burns. white rice, and it's like maggots. It's like it's a like, classic '80s trope is maggots. Yeah, like the '80s were all about visible bones. Yeah, and maggots. Maggots. They love maggots. Um, my favorite probably is in Poltergeist. You know the scene when he goes into the kitchen and he like grabs like a chicken leg, and he's like just has it's in the dark and he has a chicken leg like in his mouth. Like, and chompy, and it's like, and then he, like, takes a steak out. He's going to cook it. He smells it first, takes a steak out. And then it's totally on, rotted. And, and it starts crawling away. Oh. And then it, like, something, like, comes out of the center of it. And then he realizes, he, again, with maggots, he drops the chicken leg. It's full of maggots. Yeah. And then he goes into the bathroom and looks at his face, and his face is peeling. And then all of a sudden, oh, it switches yeah. to a totally fake face, like, the fakest face in the history of fake faces. <laughs> And he starts peeling his face off, but it's like, to- it's the worst, it's the worst makeup ever. That movie is pretty crazy. Do you know? I S- love that movie. It's great. Do you know Steven Spielberg, like, wrote it? I, I think, think he produced it. Produced it. And someone else directed it. Um, he didn't direct it. Yeah, that's true. Also, Poltergeist is really interesting to bring up because it has the, the oh, so many characters died. I know. So, and interestingly, so Poltergeist 3 is filmed in Chicago instead of in California, which is a couple of things that I just really enjoy about it. So basically, Carol Ann is in it, but she goes to stay with her aunt and uncle in a in an amazing, like, 80s Chicago high-rise. Like, when Chicago was, still, like, another important city where they made movies in. Yeah, the second city. Um, so they have, like, this um, like, huge 80s... They live in this huge 80s high-rise. Carol Ann and Richard Scarrett is her uncle. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Tom Scarrett? Tom Scarrett, sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, from Picket Fences. Uh-huh, sure. Um, is her uncle, and basically what I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Well, no. whatever. It's interesting that they reimagined it in this way. It's full of gorgeous 80s decorating and cool. really important. But the point is, um, she died. The actress, the actor, Carol Ann, died. Oh, no. Um, and then Dominique Dunn, Dominique Dunn yeah. died. Yeah. Um, and then someone else on set also died. Yeah. I it was like one of those like haunted sets. Didn't, um, Karen on my favorite murder, like do the poltergeist 
I think she did Poltergeist as one of the stories one week. Oh, I never, I didn't hear it. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think, and I think she might have done another movie or she did like movie set things or something. And this is like, Karen Kilgareth, Kil- please call us. We'd love she, to have you. Friend of the show. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. We have a little bit of time left to talk about our favorite Halloween candies. Okay, so I am a fan of mini Kit Kat, like the little duo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just making this gesture, which is... Mm-hmm. Directed towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm a fruit candy person, so the mini Starburst. I guess also like things in two packs, like the uh-huh. little Starburst duos. Oh, two! But you know what stinks when you get two of the same color? Yeah, but I mean, it's also just like a surprise. Like, what flavor is going to be inside? Yeah. It's a Ooh. thrill. Ooh. Um, I also really like those tiny Haribo gummy bear packs. Mm. It's like the adorablest, tiniest gummy bears. Cute. What could be cuter and no, more delicious? Actually, nothing. Um, my number three is, hmm. I mean, this is kind of rogue, but I love um, a mounds. Oh, yeah. It's not that rogue. I thought you were going to say something like... Um, like a like whopper? A chica, chica stick. What the fuck is a chica stick? It's like an old candy that's, I think, pretty much just like... To- it's like the inside of a Butterfinger on a stick. <gasps> that sounds amazing. Because my it. number two is Butterfinger. Sure. Do you like Butterfinger? I'm fine with it. It's so flakety and crunchity. Mm-hmm. Crispity, Butterfingery. Crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery. I never thought of it as being peanut butter, though, as to be honest Homer with you. Homer Simpson says in the Bart ads. Simpson. Right, Bart Simpson. B- Bart, Bart Simpson. <laughs> um, as somebody says on a commercial. A Bart Simpson. My, my numero un is uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Regular size? Yeah. Regular size. Or tinies. Although, you know what? Yesterday, I was in a cab, and uh, I had an Uber driver who was new, he had just been driving for a couple months. We had a great conversation. I really liked him. And he had this, like, built-in case in his car. He's like, would you like a Halloween snack? And he opened it up, and he had Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Hershey, little mini Hershey's bars. And I was like, oh, yes, I would. And he just automatically grabbed a Hershey's bar, so I wasn't going to say anything. They were tiny. And I was like, oh, dag nabbit. <laughs> but then I had it, and it was very satisfying. I don't like regular Hershey's. I don't think I did either, but it was just, like, sweet and, like, lovely. It really was, like, a good pick-me-up. I hadn't eaten all day. Maybe that's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but God bless you. I know you're listening out there, whoever you are. Thank you for giving that to me. Oh, I was like, who? The guy who invented Hershey's? <laughs> yes. Mr. Hershey. Love you. Nicole, how are you feeling? You good? Are you good? Yeah. You chilling? I guess so. Killing? Do you have a Halloween costume? No, not this year. Okay. I was saying we should talk about our childhood Halloween. Presents. I know we can. Although you should talk about yours. We're running out of time, but we we'll, we can each say it really quickly. My favorite Halloween costume as a child was. No, I think you should talk about the one you're doing this year. Okay, it's amazing. This year, I've gotten invited to a very exclusive Halloween party, and I'm dressing as Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman in that first scene. I was going to be a foot, but I got shunned out of being a foot, and now I'm going to be Julia Roberts. Universally, everyone hated the foot costume. Everyone said no to the foot when I was a kid. Uh, my favorite costume was my dad and I, my beloved dad, R.I.P., and I were Fester and Wednesday Adams, and it's very cute. I recently found the Fester mask, and I love it. Um, my sister and I, my mom dressed us up in matching costumes. One year we were IU cheerleaders. My mom was a huge IU fan. We're from Indiana, of course. Cool. Um, and they were like authentic, tiny, child-sized cheerleading costumes, which is weird. 
Um, and then we were Crayola crowns, which my mom bought at like Joanne Fabrics and sewed. Cute. And then my sister, I texted her about this today and I was like, what, do you remember what other costumes we had? And she was like, one year we were, we borrowed a family friend's boys, like karate costumes. We went as like, I guess, karate students. Karate kids? (laughs) Karate students. And then, um, the last one was that we, my, our cousins, not even us, but they got to be Jem and the hologram. So they had these amazing wigs that were just literally, they must've been so uncomfortable. They're just like the same, like shiny sparklers that are in like your bike handlebars as a, as a wig, like multicolored, like pastel, shiny wigs. That's cool. cool. That's awesome. All right, well, let's go out and try to find some Halloween candy and some some ghouls, and maybe we'll get scared and <laughs> end up in a dish. Who knows? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm in a dark place. Love you. Happy Halloween. Hasta basta. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.